Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans. So I am reacting to this news hours later. The trade for Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, and Seth Curry happened around 2 p.m. It's now 11.35 p.m., so I was way behind. Busy day. Then the Nets played at 7.30. Today I had to watch that, of course. So this is just a very delayed reaction. So apologies off the top. But, wow. It's, it's really, it's still, it's hard to really take it all in that James Harden is no longer a Brooklyn Net. It feels like I was in this room a little over a year ago reacting to the Nets trading for James Harden. Now, a little over a year later, and the guy is gone. And I told you guys on this same show podcast a couple weeks ago that I would have been astonished if James Harden was traded midseason. And you know what? I mean, as the days went on and more leaks came out and James Harden's body language looked worse and worse, he had the 2-for-11 four-point game versus Sacramento, it just became more evident that something really is going on here. I figured, okay, maybe James Harden leaves in the offseason. Okay, I get that. But midseason, I did not see it coming. But the last few days, it seemed like it was more evident. You know, they had the... Uh, the hamstring issues for James Harden, the hand injury, it felt very fishy, you know, and then James Harden's body language on the bench the other night, the last game in Brooklyn, which was what, Monday night, I think it was, James Harden was on the bench and kind of just keeping to himself, he was just wearing all black, had his hood up and was just sitting there with his mask on, not really talking to many people. You could just kind of see it coming, and I think the Nets pretty much had to do this. I mean, we'll talk about everything, we'll talk about the big three that could have been and just how disappointing that is. Um, I'll talk about did the Nets, you know, make out well with this trade? Did they get a, enough pieces back? All that type of stuff. Hopefully you guys enjoy the video. Leave a like, please. Definitely helps out a lot. And let's get into it. So all in all, after today, the Brooklyn Nets end up with Ben Simmons, who has not played this year, of course, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round pick unprotected and a 2027 first round pick which is protected so getting two picks from philly was pretty surprising i expected like one maybe none to, so to get two was pretty good of a return right there off the bat but for a team like the nets who are supposed to compete try to win now you know the picks aren't really that important but i guess for future trades if they make a trade in the offseason of course it's, it's nice having a, a couple extra first round picks especially one for this upcoming draft now, you look at Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, those guys fill in important needs for this Brooklyn Nets team. You think about what do the Nets need right now other than healthy bodies, because that's the number one most important part. But what does this Nets team need? Three-point shooting. Seth Curry, I think, is fifth all-time in three-point percentage. That will definitely help out a lot rebounding an actual center I always I always complain about this you know Blake Griffin's not a natural center LaMarcus Aldridge is not a natural center Nick Claxon debatable they don't have a natural center they finally get one here with Andre Drummond who I believe is 10th all-time in rebounds per game so that's another great addition to help this team in an area where they have weaknesses and don't really have a natural center the Nets last year in that Bucks series were destroyed by Giannis and even Brooke Lopez at times because they did not have enough size down low their biggest guy at times was Blake Griffin who's 6'9 6'10 of course Kevin Durant but he's skinny so the Nets needed a guy like this I've been begging for a natural center for a long time I always felt JaVale McGee would have been perfect here but now he's on the sun so that is what it is. But Andre Drummond does fill an important need for this Nets team. He's a pretty good passer for a big man. He can sometimes do pick and rolls and pass out of the pick and rolls. So, like, I like what Andre Drummond brings to the table. 
He's not going to give you much of a shot, obviously. He can finish down low. He has a decent post game. So, you know, Drummond will help this team, though. I don't know if he'll start. I don't know if by the time the playoffs come, if we make it at this point, who the hell knows. But um, I don't know if it's going to be Aldridge or Drummond starting. I have no idea. We'll find out. But Drummond will have minutes. He will have a role on this team. So they definitely will use him. As for Seth Curry, I mean... He's basically just Joe Harris insurance. And in the event that Joe Harris comes back from injury, which we all hope for, the Nets have a team of Joe Harris, Patty Mills, and Seth Curry, who are arguably three of the top 10, let's call it, catch and shoot three-point guys in the NBA. So you surround those guys with a Ben Simmons, a Kevin Durant, a Kyrie Irving that can all dish out really good passes and draw a lot of attention. That is going to work offensively. That is why... This trade as a Nets fan excites me. I'm not going to say the Nets fleece the Sixers. I've heard that word thrown out there. No. But at the end of the day, the Nets had a lot of needs. Depth was one of them. They got three pieces compared to one. James Harden's one guy. I know we lost Paul Millsap too. Sorry. So that's two guys, but basically one. And we got three useful players in return. So this will build the depth and it helps the Nets in areas where they needed help. And Ben Simmons, I mean, look, the Nets, if you watched them lately, I think the Nets, the first 20 games or so, had like a top 7-8 defense in the NBA. And things were looking good. Steve Nash was like calling us a defensive team, and that was kind of odd in in itself. But the Nets defense since that time, the past 25-30 games, has been god-awful. And Ben Simmons is one of the better defenders in the NBA. Do I know what kind of shape Ben Simmons is in right now? Do I know how long it will take him to get acclimated and and get into a game shape? I have no idea. I'm hoping it's only a couple weeks, but at this point, I have no idea. But Ben Simmons, when he's right, is a very good defender. We know that. Ben Simmons can run the floor and help with the pace because there's so many times. Like There's things about James Harden I don't like, of course. But one of the things about James Harden that always pissed me off was how slow he was to get up and get past half court. You know, there would be like uh, 16, 17 seconds on the shot clock every time that man crossed half court. I'm like, can we just jog up the court for once and get into a set? Like, it's always James Harden holding on to the basketball. So with Ben Simmons, now you have a guy that can push the tempo. Even Patty Mills made a comment after the game talking about how Ben Simmons will help the pace of the Brooklyn Nets and that they want to play fast, and a guy like Ben Simmons will help that. There was also a comment from uh, Blake Griffin saying the Nets are a better team now than they were before, so some shots fired there, but... Listen, I don't know how the Nets locker room felt about James Harden at this point, but it was very awkward. And as a Nets fan, I kind of mentally checked out on James Harden. I said, look, if he's gone, I don't care anymore. Like a week ago, I would have been pretty sad. But after all that's come out and all the reports and James Harden's body language and kind of making up these injuries, I'm like, you know what? If this guy doesn't want to be here, then screw him. He don't have to be here. As long as we get a good return for him, which it seems like we got a pretty fair return. Some people say we won the trade. We'll see how that uh, pans out, of course. But the Nets got a fair return for James Harden, and Harden didn't want to be here anymore. It is what it is. You know, he faced adversity. There was no Durant. The Kyrie was part-time. I think James Harden came here with the expectations of playing with a big three majority of the time and just being one of the three guys. He, he did not want to be the main guy anymore. James Harden was the main guy in Houston for like a decade. He got tired of it, of course, came here, expected to just kind of not ride the coattails of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but just wanted to be a part of that and expected this to be a much easier thing than it was. And of course, you know, Durant got hurt once Harden was traded here last year. Um, you know, Kyrie goes down in the playoffs. Durant gets hurt this year. Kyrie's part-time. And nothing went as James Harden planned it. But anyway, for Ben Simmons, 
I think if you have a guy like Simmons, running point guard sometimes, fast breaks even, and having those shooters around him, like like the Nets can put out a lineup this year when guys are healthy, hopefully, of Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and two of Joe Harris, Seth Curry, and Patty Mills. Like that would be deadly because you're talking about three guys that, you know, demand attention when they have the ball. Ben Simmons, not so much. He's not the shooter that Durant and Kyrie are, no kidding. But at the same time, you know, Ben Simmons is a threat to get to the basket, of course. So you have three guys that could handle the ball and draw attention, and then you put two really, really good elite catch-and-shoot guys around them, whether it's Joe Harris, Patty Mills, or Seth Curry. Like, that offense would work. Now, as a Nets fan, I always tell you guys, I expect something to go wrong all the time. So do I expect to see this team healthy at any point this year? No, because I'm a Nets fan, and that's what's going to happen probably. So I do hope at some point, though, in the playoffs, we do get to see a healthy Brooklyn Nets team, a full-time Kyrie Irving. And at that point, I still think this team is a finals contender. I do believe the Nets right now are still finals favorites. They're up there. They're one of the top three teams still. So they definitely have a shot at making the finals and hopefully winning it. I don't expect it as a Nets fan. I expected it last year. I got my hopes up already. I said, I'm done with that. This year, it feels like a lot of things have to go right. They are currently on a 10-game losing streak. No team has even won a championship with a five-game losing streak, never mind 10. So if the Nets won it all this year, it would be historic. There should be a 30 for 30 on it. There should be a whole bunch of documentaries and everything. Basically, in terms of the fits and what Sean Marks was able to get from the 76ers for James Harden, I was a fan. I was. I think, you know, obviously a Nets fan's dream was to get Tyrese Maxey. He was the guy we wanted. Um, Matisse Thybulle as well. Like, that's a guy we were kind of looking at, of course, to play some perimeter defense and finish at the rim and has a decent three-point shot. So it was unfortunate we couldn't get those guys, of course, but there's a limit, of course. You know, the Sixers were not going to give us their entire team for James Harden. But to get two first-round picks, one of them being next year, of course, and getting Ben Simmons, who... When he's right, is a top 30, top 40 player in the NBA. You know, I know he has a lot of shortcomings as a, as a shooter. I get that, of course. He came up very, very bad in the playoffs last year. And Doc Rivers threw him under the bus. And Joel Embiid, they had a very shaky relationship there. But to get 25-year-old Ben Simmons, to get Seth Curry, as I said, fifth best three-point percentage of all time, and Andre Drummond, one of the better rebounders of all time, the Nets are addressing their needs and getting more depth. So are the Nets a better team now than they were 24 hours ago? You can make the argument. Now, I want to see what they look like when they're fully healthy, but the whole James Harden thing, I just didn't like the way it was going to go down because here's what would have happened. Let's say hypothetically the Nets kept James Harden, the Nets go on to win the finals, losing the finals, losing the conference finals, whatever. James Harden would have had to have been extended for like a four-year contract making $60 million per year. James Harden at this point in his career is not the type of guy that I want to make a four-year investment in for $60 million per year. There's no chance I don't want to do that. So to get Harden off this team, off the roster, off the books, that in itself is a W to me. Like, I don't know, you know, of course, if Harden goes to Philly and they win a championship, they win the trade, of course. Well, you know, they'll make out very well if that's the case. But as a Nets fan, looking at the contract that James Harden's going to get, I'm like, thank God we avoided that because you already see the decline with James Harden. You're already seeing the miles and the injuries starting to pile up here. So to get him off this team now before we had to give him a four-year, 200-and-something million-dollar extension, we got out at the right time, I feel like. So 
are the Nets looked at in a very bad way because Harden was traded for 13 months ago and the Nets gave up Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Torian Prince, three first round picks, four pick swaps. Of course, the Nets should not have made that trade looking back on it, but at least the Nets were able to salvage some of what James Harden had left, the value he has left, and get a pretty decent return of Simmons, Curry, Drummond, and two first round picks. Like that's not... It's not a bad return. It's really not. The Nets did not get fleeced in this deal. The Nets got a fair return. It's yet to be seen who's going to win this trade. But as a Nets fan sitting here today, I can look at this trade and say, okay, no, we didn't lose this trade. I don't think so, at least. Like, we got a very good return, and we got pieces to this team that are going to help the Nets currently because we are struggling very much right now and need depth on this roster. So those are my thoughts on the trade. I mean, I was fine with the return. Of course, I just wish it never happened. I wish we can go back in time and just save Jared Allen. You know, I would still trade LeVert probably looking back on it, but just losing Jared Allen sucks. Like, I, I love Jared Allen, and... I just wish it never happened, but yeah, look, the Nets should not have made the trade, and they they tried to get rich fast. They try, and I I think with you know there's a lot of people. There's you know the Kevin, not the Kevin Durant. There's the Kyrie Irving stands and the James Harden stands, and it's like a back and forth battle of whose fault is it? How did we get here? Why did we get here? Who is to blame for this? And I always see people blame Kyrie Irving for the vaccination part as to why the Nets are in this situation. And it's definitely a part of it. I'm not I'm not denying that. It is. But the thing people should blame Kyrie Irving for is back when the Nets traded for James Harden 13 months ago. Because if you remember at the time, I'm sure some people remember this, Kyrie Irving was not with the Nets when James Harden was traded for. Kyrie Irving was taking a break, if you will, for two or three weeks and just walked away from the Nets and left Kevin Durant on his own. And Nets general manager, Sean Marks, looked at that and said, look, Kyrie Irving is unreliable. We need to get another star next to Kevin Durant. And with Kyrie Irving being absent, that may have obligated the Nets or, or pushed the Nets to trade for another star. And that led to James Harden. Now, James Harden was not the right guy to trade for. He was clearly out of shape in Houston. There were a lot of just memes going around about how he's fat and out of shape and when he got to the Nets, he started taking better care of himself, but coming in out of shape didn't really go well because then his hamstrings eventually gave out and it's still bothering him till this day. Apparently, he has not looked right. So, you know, if you can go back in time, you obviously would not do this trade. Houston has, you know, seven years of our draft picks now and it sucks, but, you know, I, I guess it's a trade that at the time it made a lot more sense because. You know, when the Nets played as a big three, and now we're kind of getting into the sad part of how it didn't work out, but the Nets had the best offensive efficiency of all time when the big three played together. Now, it was 16 games, I get that, not the biggest sample size, but the Nets were so good when they played together. A 13-3 and record, they were breaking records in that Boston Celtics series for how great their offense was. And I do genuinely believe, not just because I'm, I'm a Nets fan, but I genuinely believe if you know Harden doesn't hurt his hamstring and Kyrie doesn't turn his ankle, that the Nets win the finals last year. I can't prove that, but the Nets were by far, in my opinion, the most dominant team in the NBA at that time. So... It sucks how it turned out, and really injuries are the main thing. You can blame Kyrie and the vaccine thing all you want, and you can blame you know, other stuff, but you can blame Steve Nash, I guess. But at the end of the day, it's just, it came down to injuries. You know, when James Harden first got here last year, Kevin Durant hurts his hamstring like a couple games later. He's out for... 20 games or whatever it was and then James Harden hurts his hamstring in like March or April then he's out for a little bit 
tries to come back for the playoffs. He lasted, you know, four games and then he got hurt or five games and he got hurt again. So it was just unfortunate. And I do believe if the Nets were able to stay healthy and there was no vaccine mandate, this whole thing would have went a whole lot differently. I, I think James Harden still would have been a net today, but injuries are part of the game. Mandates are a part of New York City, and that's just how it is. So, you know, people want to blame one side or the other, but there's a lot of people to blame for how we got here, why we got here. You can blame Sean Marks, you can blame Joe Sy, you can blame uh, de Blasio, you can blame just about everybody for why the Nets are in this situation right now. So to put it on one guy, you have all these ignorant people saying it's it's you know 100% Kyrie Irving's fault, he's selfish. It's like, no, the guy doesn't want to put something in his body. It's a personal choice, and I try to be fair to the guy. James Harden can be at blame too because he did not take care of himself. He came over here and got hurt. And realistically, he quits on this Nets team. He did. James Harden quit on this team. So you can blame both sides. I, I know that with Kyrie's thing, it's it's simple. If he just got the shot, he can play in every game. It's it's definitely an easy outcome. But James Harden's not blameless either. James Harden just blatantly tanked the game in the game in Sacramento last week like that's not how you're supposed to present yourself and play for an organization play for your teammates even like I'm sure a lot of Nets players were not too fond of how James Harden handled himself the past couple weeks it was very ugly so maybe him getting out of that locker room is a good thing there were some comments made about him from Patty Mills Blake Griffin how you know, they want guys that are focused on, you know, being here and winning. So even Kevin Durant had some stuff to say too. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not saying James Harden was like a locker room cancer. I'm not going to go that far. But I think I think the players in the Nets locker room just felt how unhappy he was to be there and wanted to be gone. And when it's that obvious, you can tell. And I'm sure some Nets players were not a fan of that because you don't want someone there who's not 100% all in like you want especially for a team contending for a for a championship you don't want a guy who has one foot in one foot out you guys got to be all in every single guy in that roster has to be all in and James Harden was not all in you know half his mind was on Philly already so you know you can't have that I think the Nets kind of had to do it they kind of had their backs against the wall I still think the Nets had a decent amount of leverage, and I do think that based on the return they got, which was a pretty good return. So it's not like the Sixers had all the leverage or the Nets did. You can make arguments for both sides about who had the most leverage, but um, I think for James Harden, his time in Brooklyn kind of just had to come to an end. It was going to be very, very, very awkward if James Harden came back to the Nets and was playing for them next week. It just would have been a very weird situation. So I think James Harden kind of just forced himself out. You can say it how you want, but that's pretty much how it went. I don't think Sean Marks wanted to trade James Harden. I don't think that's what he wanted to do. Um, if you told Sean Marks like a, a month ago that he was going to be trading James Harden at the deadline, he probably would have thought you were crazy. But hey, I mean, things changed quickly. The Nets are on a 10-game losing streak, and this is just how it went. So maybe this is a blessing in disguise. I have no idea. But, you know, the positive Nets fan in me is hoping that the mandate is lifted. Kyrie's back full time, hoping that Ben Simmons fits this team perfectly, which he might. I'm hoping that Joe Harris comes back from his ankle injury, which hopefully he does. Same thing for Lamarcus Aldridge. And we get some shooters around KD, Kyrie, and Simmons, and let's go. Like, let's just see what happens here. Like, if we have a healthy team, I think this Nets team is going to be very good and very tough to beat. So um, I hope for that, you know, for, for TV's sake and for NBA fans out there, I hope we get a Sixers-Nets conference finals. That would be great, of course. And 
I don't know who would win that. I mean, I think I would like our chances if we're healthy, but, you know, it depends how James Harden looks. If James Harden is rejuvenated and looks really good, then I might pick the Sixers. I don't know, but that would be great for TV and for ratings and all that. So we'll see what happens in uh, probably, what's that, May, June. So we'll see what happens at that point in time. But it is sad how this only lasted 16 games. Like, I'm trying to do the math in my head. I think the big three probably had like 120-ish eligible games to play together, and they only played in 16. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, if the big three didn't mesh and didn't look right, it would have been like, okay, it probably wasn't, it probably wasn't going to work anyway. But for how dominant they were when they played together, which once again was a small sample size, that's what hurts the most as a Nets fan. Because I do realize if Kyrie Harden and KD played together, they would have been probably the best team in the NBA. They were very tough to beat. So to never get that and have that like, you know, teased and not really have it, it just, it sucked. It really did because I I did want this to work. I was never a James Harden fan. I wasn't even a KD fan when he left for Golden State. Like I was not a fan of him either. But, you know, as James Harden was here for a while, he started playing well. I started to like James Harden. I started to buy into him being here long-term. And I was rooting for James Harden to get a ring as a Brooklyn Nets so badly. So when we lost to the Bucks last year, I felt I felt for him the most because I was like, damn, this is the one guy who doesn't have a ring yet. So I was really pulling for James Harden to work out here, but it just hasn't worked. And now I realize why James Harden is where he is in his career and has played for so long and has played with so many superstars and still has not made a finals appearance. I mean, for James Harden, having played with Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and to not even make it to the finals. I mean, they should have made it that one year when Paul hurt his hamstring, but still to not make it to the finals. It says a lot about you. You know, James Harden can point at that guy, that guy, that guy. But at the end of the day, you got to look yourself in the mirror and realize, am I the problem? And I think James Harden is part of the problem. So, you know, I I don't know really what to say at this point. I just at, at this point as a Nets fan, I hope James Harden never wins the finals. That's pretty much where I'm at, you know. I don't know if I don't like him as much as Darren Williams or whatever, but like, it's just, it feels very similar to the Darren Williams situation. Now these Darren, you know, lasted here five years, but you know, it just felt like a similar situation. Cause when James, when we got Darren Williams from Utah, he was supposed to be a top two point guard in the NBA. Didn't really look like that. He did in Jersey, but once they moved to Brooklyn, he was not. And for James Harden, when we got him from Houston, he was supposed to be one of the best point guards in the NBA. And he looked like it last year. And then this year came along and he was not, you know, 100% it felt like, and he had one foot in, one foot out thinking about Philly. And, you know, it just wasn't just, it just never worked out. So it was, it would, it would have been very tough to keep James Harden in that locker room and have things feel normal. You know, I'm sure the Nets did not want to trade him, but they kind of had to, unfortunately. So it just feels like one of those trades that has the potential to, I think, work out for both sides. Now, of course, These are two teams with NBA championship aspirations, so one of them probably will be disappointed, of course, but just looking at it now, if you're the Sixers, Ben Simmons was not playing anyway the entire year, so to get anything for Ben Simmons is a W in itself, so basically if you're the Sixers, you're looking at this as, we just got James Harden for Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and a couple of first-round picks, like that would be how Sixers fans should probably look at this because Ben Simmons was not coming back and playing for the Sixers. I think we know that by now. And if you're Brooklyn, you're saying, well, James Harden is due for an extension soon. We're not sure if we want to give him that. And he already doesn't want to be here anyway. So let's get rid of him and get three guys that fill very important needs for this basketball team right now. So I think both teams benefit from this trade right now. We will see how it plays out in the coming months, of course. But just looking at the trade now, I could see a world where both teams benefit and both teams kind of win 
win this trade, if that makes sense. So some more things I wanted to talk about here. So Ben Simmons will join the Nets on their road trip tomorrow. I think the Nets play the Heat on either Friday or Saturday, and Ben Simmons is making that trip. I don't expect him to play. I don't think that's happening, but... As for Drummond, as for Curry, there's a chance they play. I think the Nets should play them because they need everything they can get at this point. There's no really, there's I don't want to say there's no good players on this roster, but there's definitely some deficiencies on this roster without, you know, most of our good players active. So, yeah, I mean, I would like to have him, of course. As for Simmons, it's nice that he will be there. That's great to hear, of course. And I think he's excited to be a Brooklyn Net, according to his agent. So that's great to hear. Um, but I think Ben Simmons, of course, has to ramp up, as uh, Steve Nash likes to say. And it might take him, uh, I would say, maybe two, three weeks to get back in game shape. I think Ben Simmons, it might be sooner because he's always been like a very... Uh, durable athlete. He has a lot of stamina. So I think he should probably ramp up quicker than most people if I had to guess, but we'll find out, of course, what happens there. Now, this was sad news here. The Nets cut DeAndre Bembry today, which I was not really a fan of. So the Nets, you know, there's guys on this roster that I think are worse players than DeAndre Bembry, and the Nets were one player over the roster maximum. They had to get rid of somebody, and DeAndre Bembry, who's been a nice surprise for Brooklyn this year, he's not a tremendous player, but he was shooting well from three from the corner, playing good defense. He was active, always had active hands. Like, I was a fan of Bembry, so to see him go and keep guys like Bruce Brown and Javon Carter and even James Johnson, who I guess has been okay lately, but still, even that, um, that was a bit puzzling. So I must say, I was not really a fan of letting go of Bembry. That was a confusing move. I'm sure he'll go somewhere else and, and help contribute to a good team, hopefully. But um, yeah, I was not a fan of seeing that. I definitely wanted to keep Bembry, so I was not really expecting that to be the outcome. And of course, there was the awkward moment when Kevin Durant and LeBron James were picking their all-star teams. And there was two players left in the draft, and Kevin Durant had to pick. It was Rudy Gobert and James Harden were the final two guys left. And Kevin Durant just looks at the board with a straight face. He's like, you know, I'm going to need some size. And he picks Rudy Gobert. And everyone on TNT plus LeBron are making jokes about James Harden. And it's like, it, it was very funny. And I think Kevin Durant was like, he might have been playing with them. I have no idea if Kevin Durant was taking it serious or not. But like, I remember Ernie asked KD a question. And he just he just said no. It didn't even elaborate on, on the question. He just said no. Um, but yeah, it was a funny moment because I figured James Harden would be one of the last picks in the draft. And I was kind of wondering if KD was going to be the last guy because there was there could have been a scenario where Kevin Durant had the last pick and LeBron could have left him with KD. But luckily for KD, he didn't have to take James Harden. He was able to take Rudy Gobert. So, yeah, that was pretty funny, honestly. Now, as for something that was not funny, the Nets played a game tonight. They played the Wizards at Washington, and they lost by one freaking point. I mean, it was a game where the Nets were up by nine points early third quarter. I thought maybe they could win this one. The Wizards did not have uh, Harrell. No Dinwiddie, of course, who was traded for Porzingis today. Um, you know, the Wizards were shorthanded, and, and a guy named Raul Neto, I, I've heard of him, of course, but Raul Neto had like 20-something points against us, played very well. Hachimura played well. Uh, Kuzma had a triple-double. So, I mean, the Nets' defense has not it has not been good. That's why I'm excited for Ben Simmons and even Drummond to a degree because those guys should really help defensively and rebound the ball. But, yeah, the Nets, this was a game they should have won. They got a good performance from Kyrie Irving, a really good Cam Thomas game. He had an and one three-pointer at the end in a very clutch situation. So, to have this one slip away for Brooklyn and it could have ended the nine-game losing streak, it sucks. I mean, there were, there were some missed foul shots at the end. Kyrie missed a pretty big foul shot at the end. James Johnson missed a foul shot at the end. And there were two plays from Kyrie that were this close to being end ones. There was one where it was like a pull-up, 10-foot jumper, 
rolled around the rim, went out. Then there was one where he drove to the basket. He kind of like went back and got some contact and tried to put some English on the ball and just barely missed it and could have been another and one. So it, it was a very tough loss for the Nets. And, you know, they were playing some very good defense late in the fourth quarter. Like the final like five minutes, the Wizards were barely scoring. They had like no field goals, I think. It was all free throws. So the Nets defense really buckled down in the fourth quarter late, but the problem was the Nets The Nets won every quarter. They won the first quarter, they won the second quarter, and they won the fourth quarter. But the problem was the Nets lost the third quarter 19-31. to They got outscored 19-31 by the Wizards. So you don't want to see that, of course, and that's why they lost this game. And I'd hate to completely blame Steve Nash because there's not much talent on this team right now with LaMarcus and KD and Joe Harris out, of course, not having Harden or Simmons, however you want to word it. Um, There's a lack of talent on this roster tonight, but, you know, Steve Nash had Patty Mills active, Cam Thomas active, and Kyrie Irving active, and he should keep at least one of those guys on the floor at all times, and for some reason, our jackass coach, Steve Nash, decided to put a lineup of, like, David Duke Jr., James Johnson, Bruce Brown, Dayron Sharp, and I think Javon Carter to close out the third quarter. And that's when the Wizards made their biggest run. They went on a 10-0 run to close the third quarter because Steve Nash put the most ridiculous lineup out on the floor. And I'm like, what? Like... That it was very avoidable. Like I, I understand that Steve Nash does not have the most talent to work with right now, but when you have three guys that can score the basketball and you have none of them on the floor at the same time, that's on you, Coach Nash. I can't really defend that. So to not have either Kyrie, Cam, or Patty Mills in the game, that's a Steve Nash problem right there. So I, I was pissed off, and that's why the Nets lost that game. It was that stretch right there, the 10-0 run that came back to losing the game. So it's not all Steve Nash's fault, but I did not like seeing that. Um, but Cam Thomas has definitely been such a bright spot for this team, continues to play well. So I'm happy to see that, of course, and hopefully he develops into a great player over time. He's going to be a very good scorer, but it depends how he can you know, work on other parts of his game. But I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that Cam uh, Thomas will be a good player in the NBA, and we'll see what type of ceiling he has in the coming years. So that'll do it. I mean, it's just a very shocking day. I really did not see this coming like a week ago, but as I said, a lot changed here, and, and the Nets' big three will go down as one of the biggest what-ifs in sports history. Not just NBA, probably sports history, because once again, they were so good in the 16 games together, and I think they would have won the finals last year if they were not injured, so it just sucks. It's a very crappy situation, and I'm just saying, as a Nets fan, I'm used to it, so it is what it is, but hopefully the Nets can somehow get this team right and somehow win a championship this year. It would be one of the craziest stories in sports history, you know, having the start the year with James Harden, go on a 10-game losing streak, you lose Durant for half the regular season, you lose Joe Harris for most of the regular season, and you still find a way to win the finals. The Kyrie Irving mandate stuff, too, is a big part of it. So, yeah, if the Nets ever found a way to somehow win the finals this year, it would be unexpected, but also one of the best stories I've seen in sports. So, let's hope it happens. As Nets fans, let's hope it happens. But, yeah, that'll do it for the video. I'm trying to think next time I'll talk to you guys. I'll figure that out real quick. So we have four games till the All-Star break. We play the Heat tomorrow at Miami, home for the Kings Monday, at the Knicks Wednesday, and then home for the Wizards on Thursday. Then it's the All-Star break. So four games left. And, you know, there are some winnable games. I would say the Heat, it's going to be a tough game there, of course, back-to-back in Miami. I don't expect to win tomorrow. We'll see. The Kings, they could beat the Kings, hopefully. They should have beat them last time a week ago, back when Harden was playing. 
Um, the Knicks, I mean, the Knicks are playing competitive basketball now, but their record has not been that great. I would say the Knicks are probably a better team right now, you know, for what the rosters are. So that's a toss-up game. Then you have the Wizards again, this time we're home to close out, you know, before the All-Star break. They could win that game. So you have three winnable games on the schedule. Um, the one tomorrow at Miami, that's going to be a tough one. But there are three winnable games to close it out before the All-Star break. So hopefully the Nets somehow find a way to at least get one of them. Let's not have this go into like a 14-game losing streak into the All-Star break. Let's try to get one win here, and we'll see what happens. But hope you guys enjoy the video. Crazy day in, in Nets land, Nets world, but it's just you know, hopefully it works out for the best. We'll see. But hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time.